Hello, everyone. Today is February 28th, 2015. I am your podcast host and client manager, John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China, that focuses on quality control product inspections, factory audits, social compliance, and supplier identification and sourcing. The subject of today's podcast is the product inspection process, a buyer's guide. As an experienced buyer, you know how hard it can be to get the product you ordered manufactured to your specifications. You may have even considered product inspections to catch quality issues and make sure your orders are on track. But have you stopped to consider the inspection process and how it should be done properly? In this extended podcast, I'll tell you the step-by-step process of how product inspections are performed. Before an inspection can be performed, there are certain measures that must be taken for preparation, mainly to manage expectations. And there are two essential steps to make sure that this can happen smoothly. First, you should obtain a golden sample from the supplier and approve it. Without an approved sample, you won't know specifically what the factory can produce, nor will you have a benchmark to determine acceptability. Secondly, you will have likely provided product specifications for design and quality in advance. And this should be done by developing a QC checklist of points for inspection and any on-site testing required. Only with clear criteria can the inspector know exactly what the buyer expects to be checked. Finally, unless you're the buyer and the inspector, your service provider should be formally introduced by you to the supplier in advance. This means notifying the factory staff, that an inspection will take place and providing both parties with each other's contact information. The inspector will typically need to schedule the service at the supplier's convenience. Showing up unannounced to surprise factory management and staff is not a good idea and it does not bode well for your relationship with the supplier. Checking production status is an important part of the product inspection process. If, for example, the buyer expects their order to ship in three days and the inspector discovers the order is far from finished, this kind of insight would be valuable information to provide to the buyer. Part of being the buyer's eyes and ears in the factory is checking whether manufacturing is on schedule or if the buyer should expect delays. So the inspector should visit the finished goods area and check the number of completed and packaged units Order quantities should be confirmed in terms of items, cartons, and pallets. If the quantity differs, the inspector should note the actual number of finished and packaged goods upon arrival. This should be noted in the report back to you, the buyer. Also helpful for the inspector to note are the storage, organization, and safety conditions of the area in which the finished product is stored. An important aspect of conducting an accurate product inspection is taking a random sample. Unless you're inspecting 100% of an order, you're probably going to base the results on your findings on a sample of units that are checked. And at this point, you should have selected a sampling plan, such as a standard AQL level or another customized plan. Once the inspector arrives at the factory, he or she should follow these steps for pulling a random sample. First, for each SKU being inspected, 
the inspector should take the square root of the total number of packed cartons. Then they should round up to the nearest whole number. For example, the square root of 50 is 7.07, .07, so they should be pulling 8 cartons to round up to the nearest whole number. Three cartons should be pulled from various points in the stacks. Sometimes the factory will try and direct the inspector where to pull units from, and sometimes if an inspector is not careful, they could be pulling only from the front, and that's just not a good idea because it will hinder their ability to get a truly random sample. And lastly, the inspector should select an even number of samples from each carton pulled in order to attain the specified sample size for the inspection. Once the inspector has pulled a sample from the cartons and has brought the sample units to the inspection area, the actual inspection can begin. Many experienced inspectors have their own protocol and procedures that they'll run for particular products. They'll use these and any requirements provided by you to carry out the following. First, they'll check packaging details. There are many aspects of packaging that need to be checked during inspection. Carton packing, retail packaging, shipping packaging all have their own style. Each typically has its own markings, artwork, and dimensions as well. The inspector should verify that all of these match your specifications and report any deviations. If an approved packaging sample has been provided for artwork comparison, the inspector needs to use it to check artwork colors. Otherwise, a well-equipped inspector should rely on a Pantone color swatch or color wheel instead. Another important check is to determine that product barcodes are scannable and consistent with buyer-provided records. In addition, the inspector should measure and weigh the packaging and note any difference between actual findings and approved specs from the buyer. The next aspect of inspection is visual inspection and dimensions. So visual inspection involves checking the appearance and dimensions of the product, as well as verifying that any necessary accessories are included with the product. So inspectors must be certain that they've pulled an even number of units from each carton taken earlier and they should compare the units taken from production with the approved sample if provided and your specifications along with that. So if you're making running shoes, for example, your inspector should be able to answer the following questions. One, are the shoes the right color? Two, are there silica gels, instruction manual, or other required accessories included? Three, does the quality of workmanship comply with the approved sample or a checklist? And four, are there any visual defects, such as excess glue, dirt marks, broken stitching, things of that nature? Any non-compliant or defective items need to be sorted out and marked. Usually inspectors will focus on checking each unit individually. They should also make sure factory staff does not remove or replace any defective units from those sampled before they can be counted and documented in the report. A buyer will often have strict guidelines for product dimensions. Inspectors should take careful measurement points of the units inspected and record the results. They should report on any dimensions that fall outside the buyer's provided tolerances. Next we have on-site testing. And this is an, an often more technical aspect of the product inspection process, although it doesn't always require technical equipment to carry out. On-site testing can vary quite a bit from product to product. Some tests are more generic procedures which are applicable to more than one product type. The 
high pot test, for example, is fairly standard for most electronic products. The carton drop test can be done on any product with a shipping carton. Other tests are more specialized and may apply only to your specific item. Function testing is often required for products. If your product's a skillet, for instance, function testing should include an egg-slash-burnt-milk test. If you're manufacturing wheels for cars, then balancing testing should be performed. For whatever testing you require, the factory may need to provide the necessary equipment on-site. Factory staff should also allow the inspector to carry out the testing, which they sometimes won't do. To be sure that a given test can and will be performed at the factory during inspection, you should confirm with your supplier beforehand. Finally, the inspector should take photos of all defects or issues found and include these in a written report to you. They might even film video of an inspection if requested by the buyer. The supplier should be informed of all the issues found in the initial inspection results. Sometimes inspectors will need to review the defects with the supplier so they're in an informed position to discuss with the buyer after the report is issued and determine a corrective action plan if needed. When the inspector submits the finished report to the buyer, often electronically, a copy should also be sent to the supplier. Submitting the final report to the buyer is not the end of the inspector's role. The buyer should review the report and get the factory staff's input. The factory may disagree with the inspector's finding or methodology. The inspector needs to be available to answer any questions and address any concerns related to the service. And finally, the inspector may be able to offer suggestions for resolving quality issues or preventing them in future production runs. These final steps make up a crucial part of the product inspection process. So in conclusion, if you want to verify whether your product meets your requirements, it helps to understand the product inspection process. Carrying out an inspection includes the following steps. Advanced preparation, checking production status, random sampling, inspecting, reviewing defects, and writing the report. All of these aspects of the product inspection process are essential. If steps are omitted, there's risk of an incomplete or inaccurate report. It's the responsibility of the buyer to work with the inspector and the supplier in order to clarify and correct any issues as needed. Now that you've reviewed what's involved in the product inspection process, make sure that you're receiving a full and accurate report of the condition of your order before it leaves the supplier's facility. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in and as always remind you guys to check out our LinkedIn page, become a follower, check out our Facebook page, become a fan, visit our YouTube channel. We have some videos up there as well. And if you'd like to contact us directly, feel free to drop us a line on our company website that is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.